When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, I mean, they've got that next man up, and, and that'll transition to our positives here, which includes the wide receiver room. Obviously, this is a unit that's felt like the weakest unit on the football team, and People have screamed and yelled and said, Daniel Jones, you know, all those haters need to do more with less and yada, yada, yada. Well, that was the case on the field, Paul, uh, on Sunday, on Saturday. We can talk about the receivers first. We can talk about Jones first. I'm going to start with the quarterback. People want to jump out and say, oh, it's Daniel Jones' best game. I've seen him play great games down in Washington. I, I saw him come alive in New Orleans last year. Uh, this was not an easy spot. This was obviously, you know, in a loud building, asking to do a lot. I thought Daniel Jones was brilliant on Sunday and obviously throwing for over 300 yards, throwing for the touchdown. The pick hurts, but again, he's in, he's allowed. He hasn't thrown so many of them. When the team needed it, big third down throws, and a couple of those dropped as well. Daniel Jones was delivering strikes on Sunday, Paul. And by the way, what do we see? One, two, at least three deep balls that traveled, what, 15, 20 yards in the air. James caught one, Slayton caught one, and Hodgins caught one. And then, of course, on that game-tying drive, had that perfect you know, slant-out route to uh, to Darius Slayton on that catch-and-run as well. Jones was great on, on Saturday, Paul. He really was. And, you know, I, I don't know what more people want from him. As, as this game turned out, and you kind of got the feeling, or maybe you didn't, Sean, but in the fourth quarter, it almost seemed like the team that had the ball last was going to win. Oh, of course. That's just the way it was going to happen. Yeah. Because Jones, Jones, even with a suspect wide receivers room, was able to go toe-to-toe with Kirk Cousins. And, and the receivers he's got, the weaponry he's got, and Daniel was like, okay, fine. I need to go down 75 yards in 59 seconds and tie the game up and hit the two-point conversion? No problem. We'll take care of that. And he did it, just like yeah. that, as we've was- seen so many times before. He's got five game-winning drives in the fourth quarter or overtime this year, and, my God, might have been able to put together another one had, had the defense held on and not given up the 61-yard field goal. I, I still don't understand what more people want from him? They got their 300 and something plus yards. The fantasy football people can actually lick their chops for a change and say, oh, we get good fantasy football numbers. <laughs> Paul, you're right. I have I have uh, two buddies of mine who are like just in the anti-Jones camp. It becomes so nauseating. I ignore their texts on Sundays. And after the game, I kind of you know sent them, uh, you know, you guys are real quiet today. And I got this one. It was almost so stubborn. He still left some plays out on the field. What? Yeah. What yeah. place? What place did he leave 
field. I mean, did you miss when he could have took him down for two more touchdown drives when Bellinger fumbled and when Richie James dropped that third down? That could have been another 14 points, I guess 11 points, whatever, when you count the field goal. I mean, what is the guy supposed to do? People have to hold on to footballs too. It's like if Jones doesn't put a ball right in the numbers, it's a problem. You know, I even saw some people online criticizing, wow, you know, that throw to Hodgins. Hodgins really bailed out Jones. So now Jones leading the receiver is a problem too. He throws yeah. down a receiver, you kill him. He puts it out in front of him. <laughs> like every every deep throw has to be perfect and stride to be a touchdown or it's not a good throw, Paul. He cannot win with some of these people who hate him. Sean, you have to understand the blind will always be blind. You can't help them. You just can't help them. No matter what they see, they won't see it. And it's that's okay. Crazy. It's that's crazy. okay because they're, guess what? They're not the ones in the front office who are going to offer Jones an extension at the end of the season. Yeah, so you don't, have to, you don't have to worry about those people. And look around the NFL. Uh, suddenly it feels like there could be a lot more suitors for Daniel Jones as well. There's a lot of bad quarter, including, by the way, across town in New York, too. Now, you know what, Sean? I want to bring up one other thing that's kind of a throwback here. You remember in, in, in 2004 when the Giants played Dallas the last game of the season? I was in the building. Were, yep. And they were faced with, what was a defining moment in Eli Manning's career? He audibles out, hands off to Tiki Barber up the middle. Barber races in for the touchdown on the final play of the game, and it's do or die. I got the same sense on the handoff to Barkley where he ran for the touchdown and brought the Giants within two uh, the other day. As I, as I was on the sideline and I'm watching the play set up, I don't know because I did not get a chance to talk to Daniel if that was a run-pass option or not. But I got the impression from, from looking at it that there was a run-pass option, and he went with the run. And, of course, Barkley busted it. I mean, that's do or die right there. I know it's not the last play of the game, but clearly no, but if, if Barkley doesn't run for that touchdown, the Giants don't tie it. You know, and, and not only that, one better pull. People kept saying the Giants scored too early, scored too early. Well, what if they don't get the two-point conversion, which was a brilliant play by Jones as well? That what a throw. That happened at two oh one. It was still north of the two minute. You know they had timeouts. I believe. Uh, I, you know you still. Who knows? They still might have needed another field goal to win. And on that play, you talk about audibling out or whatever. You know they didn't simply just run some kind of play like they ran on the two point try in Tennessee week one. Jones was in a rollout spot. I'm sure he could have ran if the opportunity presented itself. But they, yes. the Vikings, read that well. I mean, he was so patient as defenders started to bear down on him. And threw it where only his tight end could go up and get it. And you yep. called it a dart. I don't necessarily, I would necessarily wouldn't call it a dart because it had the perfect kind of touch over the defender's hands. I don't think people appreciate from a quarterback perspective how difficult that throw was that he made to Daniel Bellinger. And he made the difficult look easy in tying the game there. Yeah, that that play when he rolls out, if it's wide open, he certainly can take off, but it's a flood. It's a flood play where the Giants have three and potentially four guys from the center over to that side of the field. And any one of them, as he rolls, any one of them is, is a potential target. And, and as the, the Vikings played it very well, I might add, uh, Bellinger was able to lose Patrick Peterson in the back of the end zone and kind of sit down. And then Peterson tried to close and couldn't get there in time. It was a hell of a play by Jones because, to be frank with you, Sean, 
I think that was the only place he could have gone to complete the pass. Yeah, I agree. I don't think any of the other guys were open enough to make the play. Everybody, everybody was locked up, Paul. There's no doubt about it. I went back, I watched it again this morning. Everybody was locked up. Uh, and that's that's what took the patience there. That was do or die. I can't throw this ball away. I'm going to stand in there. I'm going to wait till the very yeah. last second. Oh, but remember, Sean, Daniel Jones doesn't have field vision. Daniel yeah. Jones doesn't have good decision making. Remember yeah. that. He only yeah. locks into one receiver all the time. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thank so, you. So, Paul, uh, quick couple hitters here, and this is going to tie in. I, I thought, again, two I, I mean, I don't even think they're unsung heroes, but one, Isaiah Hodgins. We brought him up and kind of mentioned this throughout. What a great game for him again. What an unbelievable pickup he's been. And look, he's not Justin Jefferson, clearly, but Isaiah Hodgins is showing enough that makes you think whatever the Giants do with this wide receiver room, whether it's through draft, free agency trade, and adding some kind of true number one wide receiver, Isaiah Hodgins probably should be back on this team uh, and finding a role in some way, shape, or form on the wide receiver depth chart. He uh, He keeps getting better and better every week, Paul. Yeah, I'm looking at his numbers now, 29 catches for a little over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Yes, certainly a medium-range threat. I think of of more importance, uh, I charted him for his first drop with 29 catches. That was the third third down with the the tight coverage on Peterson. It was definitely a drop that I think a, a great wide receiver does catch the ball. I didn't kill him for that because, again, you have to set your expectations as well. But, yeah. Another play that, you know, if a wide receiver makes a play, you're talking about Jones just moving the charts again. The other guy I wanted to bring up because he's worth bringing it up. Did you notice the Giants against the run didn't feel, I don't even have the numbers, but it never felt like they were getting crushed, crushed the way they were in previous weeks. And then you throw in a sack late in the game. Landon Collins, Paul, I thought was another positive game. He, you know, he is fitting that role perfectly. And the Giants did look like a better defense on the field with Landon Collins playing some of the Tate Crowder role. 19 carries for 83 yards for the Vikings on the whole. Cook had 14 for 64 and a long of 18. Really what it came down to, Cousins threw the ball or at least dropped back more than 50 times. Yeah, true. Clearly the Vikings had decided that they wanted to beat a suspect giant secondary. And so their game plan was, we're just going to pump feed Hawkinson and Jefferson and we're going to throw it a ton. Uh, they only paid for it in terms of the four sacks, okay? I thought the Giants would get five. They only got four. Uh, and then, obviously, the Giants had uh, two interceptions taken away, one by a, a kind of a soft pass interference call, but it was there, and, and then the one that Flott allowed to hit the ground. Yeah. So it almost backfired on Minnesota to go that route. But I do believe, nonetheless, I would agree with you, I do believe that the Giants definitely played the run better. And Landon Collins, I thought of I thought made probably three really important yeah. plays, including a blow-up of Jefferson on a wide receiver yes, screen. Yes, yes. That was near the Giants sideline where he fought through what was supposed to be a, a pick on the screen and like a missile turned Jefferson into a pancake. Yeah, and, and be honest, it, if Jefferson obviously doesn't have that scramble late, and the let's say the Giants won the toss, went down the field, scored a touchdown, won the game. Oh, that play, that play is all over the place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and obviously the sack, yeah, it would be unbelievable. Landon Collins would be talked about for a long time. All right, Paul, so we're later in the week, we're going to come back, obviously, with a game preview, but the Giants are now well aware. I mean, they've avoided, and Dable's tried to avoid saying the P word, playoffs all year, we've said that. But they are 
No scoreboard watching, no nothing. They are winning in in a home game at MetLife Stadium versus the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. Saquon Barkley did say after the game or tweeted about the MetLife crowd, bring it, Rocket. I think the crowd's going to be into it. I mean, this is a home crowd that deserves to be rewarded. Uh, there's been This has been some season that started with Tennessee. For that crowd to flood in on New Year's Day and, and get a sense, hey, the Giants win, they are in the playoffs, uh, you know, feeling sense early. Obviously, we haven't seen or, or had anybody speak to the team. I think this team's going to be into and embrace the moment, Paul. Yeah, I do, too. I think these fans are going to go bonkers. And let me tell you, it was loud in Minnesota the other day, about as loud as any stadium that I've heard all season. And I would expect these home fans, and we kind of alluded to this off the air last week, Sean, when I said to you, there's a part of me that thinks this home crowd which has not exactly seen a ton of winning times in MetLife Stadium, would really appreciate the Giants getting the clincher against Indianapolis. And it's yeah. all set up for them now. We, we, you know, without getting into a preview, we know the Colts are playing on Monday Night Football. We know Jonathan Taylor's loss for the season. Their quarterback situation's kind of messed up. Uh, you know, I, I see no reason why the Giants wouldn't come out with, with all the bullets in the chamber and just just let the Colts have it. But again, just so people do understand, a Giants win or one loss by any of these three teams, Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay, or Washington, over the final two weeks, and the Giants uh, will clinch. Yeah, so there you have it. Giants play. Hopefully we're popping pop bubbly a week from today. That would I be said four plan. teams. I meant three. But I, yeah. I, meant, I said three, but I meant four. You know what I meant. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got gotcha, you, Paul. All right, Paul. So this is going to be a big week of practice, locker room reports. We're going to be tracking the injuries. Where can everybody get you on Twitter? Uh, at Giants WFAN. And hopefully there will be some good news on both Jackson and Old Jalari. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly a, a big game for, for sure. All right, and at Mraz CBS, where you can find me. Thanks to producer Adam, and thank you to everybody for taking one giant step with us.